And we are back. I am Eric, and I need a ride to CVS so I can upload money on my PayPal card. That's Paul, and he just got here on his skidoo. We are the Fat Packs, and this is Beckett Radio. What's up, Paul? Sadu. Sadu. How are you doing, man? Man, I am doing well. You doing good? I'm doing good. Man, what's not what's not what's not good? What's not good? Yeah. I don't know, man. Transgender mannequin stories, that's not good. That's not good. Man. No, that's uh, coming to a theater near you. Coming apparently. to a theater. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. An independent theater. Yeah. <laughs> of three. Of three people. <laughs> man. Two of which are mannequins. Yeah. That's a, that's a crazy story. We'll get into it a little bit later. but uh, uh, In about a month or so. Yeah. <laughs> a month or so. But uh, man, it's been a it's been a crazy week since in the office. We got a lot a lot of pricing going on. We got two magazines going out last week, or is it this week? You guys are going this week? No, not this week. We went last week. Last week, okay. So yeah. I and I'm I'm working on two magazines right now, and everybody else in the office is working on lots of pricing. And uh, if you haven't taken the grading test yet, and, and Beckett, you you're probably going to. And yeah, <laughs> that kind just, of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's just uh, all hands on deck right it's now. All hands on deck, getting ready for that big push convention season is coming up it is uh just a lot of stuff going on everybody's filling out their brackets yeah brackets are coming now, i hope you guys got into the to the bracket because if you're listening to this now it, it's too late yeah too late <laughs> it's just too late but all of that's happening but before we get into any of it it's our first segment of every week new products and pricing what's up paul dude opening day yes for tops okay Oh yeah, not not that opening day, but the actual uh, 2017 tops opening day. Thirty six packs, seven cards per pack, tons and tons of inserts, pudding plates, one of ones. Only like thirty five bucks a box. Okay, so it's a good uh, good cheap fun to get good out there fun? and be able to get some stuff. I'm also good cheap fun. If you wanna <laughs> if you wanna come hang out with me in Las Vegas, I'm I'm good cheap fun. Yes, this is true. Um, unless you take them to the buffet. Yeah. Uh, anyway, 2016-17 uh, select basketball drops tomorrow. Man, if that stuff is anything like select, it's football, a slam dunk, man. Love uh, it. Not to be punished or anything, but it's <laughs> definitely a slam dunk. One twenty box, three autos or mem, uh, twelve packs, five cards per pack. You're gonna get the twelve prisms. You're gonna get your silver, like your silver ones that aren't numbered. You're gonna get a ton of numbered stuff. Stuff is cool. It's just like the football. It's going to be a win. Comes out tomorrow? Tomorrow. I'm all over it. I figured you would be. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got a couple here. We got a couple from Leaf. We've got Leaf Metal Draft. Okay. Uh, about $85 for football. My fault. Okay. Leaf Metal Draft football. Uh, about $85 a box. Uh, one pack, five cards. All right. But uh, I think most of them are hits. Yeah. If uh, if I remember looking at that uh, that sheet correctly. Uh, so that looks pretty cool. Get your, get your up-and-coming guys before they're even drafted. So... Uh, kudos to Leaf for putting out a good set like that. Uh, Leaf Masked Men Hockey. Yes. That drops tomorrow. Uh, about eighty-five ninety a box. One pack. Six cards. All goalies. All goalies, yeah. So everything stops with this product, right? Everything stops with that product. I'll see what you did there. You see what I did there? I see what you did there. That's a good deal, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Uh, this this is a play off of uh, the old ITG Masked Men insert set. Okay, cool. And uh, those were very popular. So th- if this is anything like that, should be First good. year for this? Yes, first year for this oh, part. Oh, yeah. beautiful. Good stuff. All right, and a couple here I've got to, uh, to just uh, shout out here to the gaming world. Uh, Modern Masters 2017 edition for the Magic family. Uh, that drops tomorrow. Uh, big, big, big box. 
24 packs, 15 cards per pack. Wow. Run about 220 a box. Okay. Okay, so uh, a little bit different configuration for the the uh, the modern masters. I think that's a once a year product they come out with with a bigger set. And then um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Raging Tempest Special Edition Box. It's a lot to say. Um, anyway, yeah, that's a tongue twister. They uh, <laughs> they did some. I think they did some reissues and stuff like that. But go grab that. Um, that's running about seventy dollars a box or so. That'll be out tomorrow. Uh, and then my preview for next week. Okay. Save your pennies. It's National Treasure time. National Treasures football. Football. And this is like seven thirty-five a box. Seven twenty-five, seven thirty. Yeah, somewhere in okay. that, that that early sevens range uh, per box. Uh, eight cards. I think they're doing three autos, three mem, two whatever base, one parallel, whatever it is. It's going to be fantastic. Can I tell you how brilliant the people at Panini are? To hold this product until tax return time. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And then flaws will come out after yeah, that. Yeah, so, exactly. So the people that really got a tax return will be able to get that. Yeah. But uh, anyway, save your pennies. Something to look forward to next week. I know football season's over. Um, we're trying to get into the draft, but this is this is, this is a good product. Last few products of... Uh, yeah, two products left. 20, I think it's uh, National Treasures and Flawless. I'm telling you what, if there were anything like Select, which, you know, they're National Treasures and Flawless. Right. Man. I'm still I'm I'm this is not a plug for Panini. They're not paying me for this or anything like that. I'm still opening select. I like it that you, much. You like it. I like it. So yeah. well Panini only does football. So yeah. <laughs> the only one that can really do football. Yeah. So So I am I am pro select um uh, all the way. And I've never opened National Treasures for myself. Wow. Man, folks, if you could see the like the face, man, he's thinking about it. I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm I'm thinking hard about it. Like, do the I want wheels are turning? Do I want to pay my car payment, or you know, that's true. Like two car payments, yeah, two car payments, or do I want to you know maybe get get one box of National Treasure? I mean, those Zeeks and Dax are gonna be over a grand, so yeah. I mean, certain ones will you know leave a different variation, yeah. Thing, but you know, so that's crazy stuff, man. Yep. That's, that's crazy. crazy Rolling the dice. All right, let's talk about uh, new pricing. Yes, sir. Uh, new pricing on my end, I got AHL hockey pre-priced for you. Okay, cool. Uh, that was only out a couple of days. I was like, you know what? I think I could, I think I could get a good feel get, of this. Get all those Hershey Bears yeah. priced up for me. So uh, I, I pre-priced that for you. Um, SPX is completely done. Some of those, some of those uh, insert sets were tough. Some of them were real tough. Mm-hmm. And again, it's uh, it's four cards per box, one wow. card per pack. It's a little, it's a little tough to put that together, you know. For sure. Um, all right. So, Ian says, "Force of Will, Return of the Dragon Emperor." I was just gonna leave it at Return of the Dragon because I really like Bruce Lee, but uh, <laughs> Return of the Dragon Emperor is all priced up for you. Uh, Tops UFC Fire. Matt said he got that done for you. That's been out for a couple of months, but it was one of those online only sets. It was tough to tough to gather yeah, data. Yeah, yeah, tough to gather data, but he got that all done up for you. Brian says Tops Heritage is now live. And then uh, from the football side, you say Plates and Patches is all done up too. Yes, indeedy. Now, Plates and Patches, I, I know that we don't we don't price the, the one-on-ones, mm-hmm. but was it difficult gathering all the information from all the different sets those are from? It was a little tough. Yeah, yeah I mean, they have, you know, it's, it's very tough because just the way we do our searches and stuff, everything kind of like, sure. p- it's called Plates and Patches, so all the printing plates kind of get dumped into the actual uh, other data. Sure. Stuff. So it's, it's a little bit to sift through. But, sure. Uh, but yeah, it's good stuff though. What, what I what I do like about Upper Deck when they do the cup because what at the end of the year the cup will have plates from the the whole season, right? 
but they at least tell you up front. You know, these are <laughs> these are from this set, and they have insert sets. They're, all the different plate sets are, are their own insert sets. Right. So they'll at least tell you that, that this is from this. Okay. So it's, that's a little bit easier on my end. Yeah, it took to, a little bit of work, that. but you know that's what we get paid for. Oh. Oh, so. we also forgot Fleer Showcase is new out this week. Oh, that's right. Fleer Showcase uh, went from two autos, one mem per box, I think, to to one auto, one mem. I, I know there's one auto for sure. Okay. Uh, definitely gonna check that out myself. I know. <laughs> case of Showcase or one box of National Treasure. Yeah, Case of Showcase or one box of National Treasure. Which one will it be? Uh, oh man, that's a good question. Run a um, random. You can still get. <laughs> you still probably get about twelve autos in both of them. So <laughs> that's probably true. <laughs> um, what else? What else was there? Uh, oh, yeah. I wanted to mention, too. Uh, you and I recently did a, uh, a Box Busters video for AHL Hockey. We did. And uh, you confused the heck out of me. I was getting all fumbled over my words <laughs> and everything. Because you said something at the beginning of the video. I don't know what it was. And it completely threw me for a loop. Which is hard to do, folks. It, it really, it's not the easiest thing to do. But, but Paul, Paul and I, you know what? A little insight here. Paul and I are actually really good friends. We hang out a lot. Out, you know. At least daily, you know. Yeah. And, uh, just ask Buffalo Wild yeah, Wings. Just ask Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, so if, if anybody in the office was going to throw me for a loop, was going to be able to throw me for a loop at all, it was going to be you. So uh, kudos to you for doing that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I was all over the place in that video. Um, three autographs, not five. Right. It is lot more. It was, it's closer to $50 a box and not 85 I said 85 <laughs> thinking of, of a whole different product. Yeah, and I don't even like hockey, so yeah. I just went with it. <laughs> so that's my fault. Uh, actually, it's Paul's fault for throwing me for a loop, but it's it's yeah. my fault for, for letting him do that. There you go. I shouldn't have done that. Um, that's on me. All right, so let's get to our first break because we got a, we got a, a, a phone call interview coming up here uh, real shortly with Adam Levine. Uh, I know that you want to think that that's the guy from Maroon 5, but it's not. I know I got all <laughs> excited when I saw got, the... Uh, you got sugar. Yeah. Yes, please. No, I, right. didn't, I didn't get that excited. You didn't get that? I, I did. Uh, I did. Well, he is a former uh, former Tops guy. Now he's uh, working with Kickstarter. He's got a new... He's helping with a new set called... Uh, oh, gosh. What is it called? Uh, Creeping Flesh? Yes. It's a little, it's a little out there, but you know what? We like new weird stuff, so we do. Uh, we're going to talk look about at this. Us. Uh, yeah, look at us. We're going to talk about that. Uh, what else we got coming up? Oh yes, the uh, the set builder extraordinaire, Mister David Wright Longfly Ball, is on the show again this week. Yep, talking the the Mega Conlon set. Um, More mega than I ever yeah, dreamed. It, this thing is big. I didn't even know yeah. how big this yeah. is. Huge. Uh, he's coming on. Uh, we got some March Madness to talk about later and whatevs. Uh, a story I want to bring up that is a little bit out there. It's yeah. uh, um, if you haven't seen it yet, there's a there's a real estate agent out in California who says her son is the reincarnation of Lou Gehrig. Nice. Um, so, and you know what else we might talk about? It just came to my head. What's that? We might talk about some hockey in Alabama. Hey, we got to. We, we definitely might, have to talk about that. I think that's what we're gonna talk about. Uh, we'll, we'll leave him out there with that. I had a whole like. Yes, I don't want to ruin any. Yeah, don't of ruin that. any of that. Don't but ruin any of that. That we got to talk about that. And uh, just want to mention before we go to the break, that song you heard on the intro was Heath McNeese, Skibbity Bibbity. Uh, I do. I love. I love me some Heath McNeese. And uh, I have often thought about changing the format of the cueing the Drake to cueing the McNeese, um, but I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Nah. Because I do like cueing the Drake. All right, guys, that's it for our first segment. Hang tight. We'll be re right back with. 
Adam from Kickstarter. Hi, this is Scott Royce from the movie The Toy and A Christmas Story, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. All right, guys, we are back from that quick break, like I said, very fast. And uh, joining us on the phone right now is a is a interesting uh, is Adam Levine, not not Maroon Five Adam Levine, right, or, right, 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 not to be confused with. <laughs> that would be great, but that's not happening here. Uh, he is he's formerly of Tops, now with Kickstarter, I believe, and he's there's a new project that he's working on that uh, we wanted to bring to your attention and let you guys know all about it, how you can get behind it, and uh, it's really it's creepy. It is. It's creepy. It is. But It'll make your skin crawl. But you know, everybody needs that every now and yeah. then. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, good morning, Adam. How are you? Hey, how's it going, guys? It's going really good. Yeah, uh, we're we're, awesome. we're doing good. Uh, I think I think Paul's doing a little bit better than us because he's got his bracket in front of him. I do. He's got it all filled out, and he's he. I think he's got the winner. That's what he thinks. So. That's what I think. <laughs> so he's ready we'll for see. that. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and. Uh, just who you are, where you came from, and, and uh, how long you've been involved with the hobby. Well, my name is Adam Levine. I come from uh, planet Earth, uh, <laughs> particularly the Western Hemisphere. You want to narrow it down, it's America. Um, <laughs> I am directly under the Earth's sun now. Um, I've been, uh, that's an old Simpsons joke. Uh, oh, yes, yes. I'll not get credit for that one. Um, I've been working uh, in the toy collectibles and comic space for a number of years now. Um, worked at Marvel for a few years when I got my start in the industry. Worked at Tops for a number of years. In the past couple of years, I've just been freelancing, uh, helping various companies out on different projects. Um, last year, I was with Mantic Games, which you guys may remember produced a uh, game based on Mars Attacks, which is how I came to know them. Um and while I was at Tops, I did a lot of product development, worked on the, the various Mars Attacks set there, including Mars Attacks Occupation, which was their Kickstarter set, which was uh, a set and a project that I created, put on Kickstarter. We did really, really well there. We did uh, 200000 on the campaign itself and a bit more in the after-campaign survey that allowed people to buy a little more. And uh, that set was really, really tremendously well-received uh, once it shipped. Everyone really loved it. It's uh, people who people who were savvy enough to buy a bunch of it, dealers and things, and have, have done really well with it. And uh, I think I think everybody really dug what we did there. And um, I think it, it we kind of subverted what people expected from a card set and allowed people to buy it in different ways. Whereas typically you just buy a box, crack open packs, and put your sets together. We allowed our fans on Kickstarter to purchase it sort of a la carte. Yes, you could buy a box and put together a set, but you could also buy complete sets. You could buy reward levels that offered sketch cards directly, so you didn't have to crack open a whole bunch of packs to get a bunch of sketch cards. You could just buy uh, a pack of 10 sketch cards. It was a very uh, high-end product there, and it was very well received. So uh, after I moved on from Tops, I'm doing some different consulting for different companies here, and one of them is a guy I know up in Vermont, Tom Lichtman, who owns a small company called Sidekick Lab. They've uh, they've um, done some stuff with Melty Misfits for Buff Monster, uh, most notably. And he's also done a lot of stuff for Tops, producing some uh, smaller products for their online business. And uh, he came to me uh, a couple of weeks ago, said he had some time on his schedule, and if we wanted to put a project together, 
just kind of for fun. You know, he and I have been friends for a number of years, and uh, this is something we came up with. You know, I, I took a look at the, the Kickstarter page, and this concept is really cool. I, li- I like it a lot. It's different. Um, Dan, who we'll talk about a little bit later, is a, is a well-known artist uh, in the, from the comic book world, but we'll get into that later. This this concept from Kickstarter, just Kickstarter in general, with these new these new sets is man, I, I like it. it. It takes out the hassle sometimes, you know. I feel like, and you can just get what you want. That's true. <clears throat> That's true. It's like a mail order set. Yeah, you know. I, I, well, cool. I would say I would say that it, it probably works best for small things like this. Yeah. Even Mars attacks. Even Mars attacks. That was a product that was smaller than the typical tops release. Even when I was at tops. Tops would never have taken a, a big new Star Wars set to Kickstarter. As as fun as that would be to be able to buy it in piecemeal and exactly where you want it to be, I think Kickstarter works best for these kind of small projects. And and you know, Tom, when Tom, Tom came to me saying he had some room in his schedule for a fun little thing, we didn't know. We didn't immediately think, "Hey, let's do a Kickstarter." We just thought, "What what can we do? What kind of project can we put together?" And I've been friends with Dan for a long time too, Dan Brereton, and. Um, He's a pretty well-known artist in the comics community. He's been Eisner-nominated, all sorts of awards. And uh, he did some work with me on Mars Attacks. We've worked together on some other things behind the scenes. And uh, I just said, hey, you know, look, you've got all this great buildup of artwork in your catalog that's either never been published or has been published in really small places. How would you like to just put together a little, a little card set, putting some of these, you know, 15, 20 of these pieces together? And uh, he loved the idea. He's a huge fan of uh, these old wax pack trading card sets, which is what Sidekick really specializes in. He's the only guy that can do uh, wax wrappers. And uh, he puts together these kind of retro card sets that the cards are old school, printed on old chip stock, and uh, the wax wrapper. And Dan just head over heels just fell in love with this idea and was just, you know, immediately within, within hours of bringing it up, he was throwing ideas at me and, uh, it, it became clear that this was going to be something really cool and uh, uh, a lot of fun. And so when we, we, we came up with an idea for it, because he, he loves uh, drawing these sultry women, and he had a whole bunch of, when I looked at his catalog of self-published like artwork that he owns, not superhero characters that he's painted, um, it was a lot of women there, along with monsters and things like that. So I said, why don't we do an old-school monster card set, you know, like the ones Tops used to do in the 60s and 70s, like, you know, The Outer Limits and, and these various uh, ugly stickers and these kind of things. And um, he, he went nuts, and, and it came together pretty fast. And so the obvious thing was, you know what, we're going we're gonna to need to pay for this, and we're going to need to see who's going to buy this. And so just Kickstarter was the, obvious, was the obvious answer. That's really cool, man. That sounds, uh, sounds awesome to be able to get together with somebody and just have just run off ideas off each other and, and come up with something like that. So... For um for so who is who is Dan um, Brereton in the in the grand scheme of things and where can our listeners find the rest of his work like what else has he done? Well, Dan's Dan's definitely a veteran of the industry. He's been in the comics business for thirty years. Uh, he's probably best known for a book that he created and writes and illustrates himself called The Nocturnals, which started in in the mid nineties, nineteen ninety four, I believe, is when it was first published. Uh, it's been through a number of publishers, from Image Comics to Dark Horse. He owns it. It's his property. But in addition to Nocturnals, I think a lot of fans would probably recognize him. He's done a lot of work with DC Comics. He did uh, a, a really well-received book in the 90s with Howard Chaikin called, um, I believe it was called Thrill Killer. It was a Justice League book. And um, 
it was, I believe, the first comic book appearance of Harley Quinn. Um, ah, okay, okay. Uh, she had been in the cartoon series, but it had, she'd never appeared in the comics. And I think this was the first time she ever did. And it wasn't, it's, it's kind of like a, a what-if story. It's, it's what they called Elseworlds at the time. It, it's not in the regular continuity of the comic. It was just a story they created, like, what if Batman was a whatever. I forget what the, what, what the concept was. But Harley Quinn was this, you know, she was the first time she'd ever appeared in print. So that's what it's famous for. But uh, he's done a number of books. He did another book called Giant Killer, which um, about giant monsters and, and kind of like kaiju. He's, he, Dan really loves his kaiju so uh, and monsters. So he, he had a book uh, called Giant Killer about that. And he's done a lot of work with, uh, he did a Batman run very recently, I think uh, in 2016, last year, he did a Batman run. And uh, so if, if you're really into comics, you'll definitely know who Dan is. If you don't, you should definitely start with his book, The Nocturnals. And uh, he's probably one of the best painters out there as far as, um, I think probably definitely one of the most underrated painters. He doesn't get nearly the acclaim that he deserves um, as far as, uh, you know, everybody should know this guy's name. Um so uh, definitely check him out and check out this card set. Might be a good introduction if you've never heard of him. You know, uh, I, I did go check him out, man. And it's he's. I didn't know the Harley Quinn bit. That's that's really cool. That is awesome. Um, no, that's a really interesting. It's a really interesting little footnote in, in both his career and the 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 path of Harley Quinn. Because you know, again, everybody knows she was sort of invented by the animated series, but it's one of the kind of forgotten books in her history this little thrill killer thing it, you know in last year with with the release of uh suicide squad her those comic her early comic books just took off uh price wise yeah so that's really cool and, and the interesting the interesting thing about thrill killer and harley quinn is that i believe the joker in that book was actually a woman oh really and and i don't hmm. I, I it's been years since i've read it but uh, she was like this punk. It was again. It was sort of a what if story. It wasn't in continuity, but the Joker was this like uh, woman, and Harley Quinn was her partner in crime. And it was just, she. She looks like the classic Harley Quinn from the cartoon, not the Harley Quinn you know from Suicide Squad. Right. Um, right. It, it's again real, a really fun footnote in the history of Dan's career and uh, the history of Harley Quinn. That, that's uh, that's really awesome. Now let's get into uh, what does this set entail? I know you said the wax pack. Uh, so will you buy a yeah, wax pack, so, or you get so, the whole set, or what, what, what's what's happening with it? So, so Tom up here at Sidekick, his specialty is kind of replicating old school stuff. Uh, he's take spent a lot of his own time kind of researching over the course of many years how to replicate that old style of trading card, both in the card itself and the presentation. He's uh, the only guy out there who can do these wax wrappers. And when you see one of these packs, if nobody, if, if, if anybody out there hasn't seen what this guy does, you'll instantly feel like you're back in the 60s and 70s, maybe even the early 80s before they moved to, like, plastic and foil. And the cards are the thick cardboard stock, kind of matte feel, uh, the wax wrapper. Sometimes he even puts a fake little stick of gum inside there, like made of foam, just to kind of make you feel like you're back there. And... Um, the set here for Creeping Flesh, which is the title of this little project that Dan's created, is 20 cards. It's a complete set. You buy it, and you get the whole set. It's 19 standard cardboard cards and one sticker, which is very common for the old school 70s and 80s. There would always be like, you know, come with six cards, but one of them would be a sticker, and you'd have to collect them all, and there'd be six different stickers. 
But this one is just one sticker and 19 cards, so you get the whole thing right there. Uh, there's the amazing art on the front from Dan, and on the back is um, a little story that uh, me and Dan wrote for each character and each little each little scene. Okay. So the whole project is is this, this the whole set is a complete set. You pledge uh, twenty dollars and you'll get that complete set. There are different levels, different things you can get as well, but the the main pack is twenty dollars with shipping included uh, domestically, and you get the whole set. Okay, that's awesome. Now you talked about different levels. What other levels? What other packages and what other levels do you have for the for the project? So you know we knew that you know Kickstarters are more than just one little product. You know, you gotta you gotta offer people more fun stuff to go with it. And with a guy like Dan, who uh, and and a, and a medium like trading cards, there's so much more we could offer. So, um, the first pledge level is twenty dollars for the pack itself. The second pledge level adds uh, an eleven by fourteen print, which is uh, a, one of the pieces from the set, blown up. And the third pledge level adds. Uh, another element, which is a metal uh, card with his autograph on it. So it's an autograph card, but it'll be metal. Um, the next level adds a sketch card, and that's really where the card collectors are going to get excited. And uh, so you get, and again, these are stackable pledge levels. So the first level is the, the card pack. The second level is the card pack and print. The third is the card pack, print, and autograph. The next level is card pack, print, autograph, and a sketch card. The next one is adds a set of the entire set, which each card is autographed by Dan, and it comes in a little black velvet box. Nice. With a stamp on it, labeling it as autograph set. And the final pledge level has all of those items, the pack, the print, the autograph card, the sketch card, the autograph set, and a metal sketch card, which we're going to print some blank metal card, and Dan's going to paint or draw on them using markers and paints and things. But... These are all limited, so the whole set is only going to be 500 packs. You know, we just wanted to make this a small, special little set. There's only going to be 500 packs. So the each pledge level gets progressively more limited. So just if you just want a wax pack, it's going to, there's 200 of those. It's $20, domestically free shipping, and there's only 200. The next pledge level that adds the print, there's 150 of those. The next level is 100 with the, sketch, with the uh, metal autograph. The next level with the sketch card is only 40. The next level that adds the autograph pack is only five. And the final one that adds the metal sketch card, only five. And I can tell you right now, we're four days in. We've long sold out of the final two pledge levels, the, the uh, metal sketch and the autograph set. Those are long gone. Those completely sold out on the first day. Uh, the pledge level with the sketch card, 40. Pledges available, completely sold out, I think, as of yesterday. Wow. And so the, one, so the ones that we have left, there's still, there's still some to go. We, we, we've, uh, we're, we're rolling really well here, and there's uh, 39 sets left that include the autograph pack. There's 118 left that include the print, and there's 110 left that, include just, that are just the pack. So still plenty of time for fans to get in and buy a pack, plenty of fans time to get in and buy some of these uh, bundles with the print and the autograph card. But the higher ones with the sketch cards and the, uh, and the um, premium sets, metal sketches, those are long gone. And so I, we, we hope to do more of these, and, and hopefully fans can get in early and get what they want. Um, but I think most people are going to be happy with just the wax pack. The one thing I do want to note is because this is so limited, only 500, 
we're only allowing fans to buy one pack per pledge. Uh, nothing stopping you from enlisting a friend to go buy one for you, but we're limiting it to one a person because we want to give everyone a chance to get one before we start selling multiple. Um, if at the end of the campaign there's some left over, we will allow backers to buy them later. Uh, backers first, existing backers first, give them first dibs um, on, on getting it. And But again, they'll be limited and it's easier to track in the post-campaign uh, survey period. But we want to give everyone a chance to pick one up. And so we're not, otherwise there could be some guy coming in and picking up 50 of these and, and where are we? So uh, just to keep it fair, we thought, you know, one per person. And so far it, it's, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, this is beyond, you know, the, the we've done $14,000 already in something like three or four days. And that's beyond what I expected. I knew Dan had a nice following. I knew trading cards have a nice following, but uh, this is sort of surprising me. And so as the project uh, goes on, we're going to be announcing a few things that we're going to be adding to the project. People too. That's three days, fourteen thousand dollars. That's a pretty good salary. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's known. That's that's pretty cool. It's uh, well, you know, it's it's pretty good for for a twenty dollar pack. You know, right. We, we we really went into this. We really went into this with no idea how this thing would do. I mean, again, I know Dan's got a lot of fans. I know trading cards have a lot of you know there's a lot of trading card collectors out there, but there was just a big question mark hanging over everything, which is just how many people really want this thing, and. We, you know, we sort of had our guesses in mind. Well, I think it could do this. I think it could do this. But we don't have high expectations for these kind of things. If we can have a good time and, and you know, you know, earn our money and, and, and walk away with a smile on our faces, we're all happy. Um, so that's why as, the, as more pledgers come in and we start making more money, we're going we're gonna to add some things to the set, just like we did to Mars Attacks. As, as that total rose on Mars Attacks, we kept at throwing in more stuff because it was just, it was just so great. And, and I think... At the end of the day, fans got a lot more than what they expected, and we're going to try to do the same thing here. This is a much more limited set, much smaller. We're not going to be able to, you know, go crazy. But at the same time, we do want to say thank you to the people who've uh, backed us already. That's really cool, man. I like the fact that you're limited at the one per one per household or how one per person, because um, it does. It takes away somebody coming and buying them all and then creating some secondary market for them, um, and then you're only reaching yeah, you're only reaching one you know, or two people. I'm, yeah, we don't mind the secondary market. You know, those those guys, they're taking a risk, too. I understand people want to try to make a buck here or there. Everybody wants to make some money. That's fine. But we want to at least let Dan's fans have first crack at this and uh, collectors who want to own it to have first crack at it. Uh, at the end, if it turns out we only sold 250 out of the 500, hey, open season. Come on in and, and, and have fun. Um, but, you know, look, I remember the days. I had a son years ago, and I used to go to the store and, and – try to buy him some action figures and there'll always be some collector there buying a stack of all the really rare ones. <laughs> and, uh, I'd be, I, I do remember that very specifically happened to me once and going in and trying to buy my son a, a, a figure that he really wanted. And it, this guy had six of them in his hands and the pegs empty. So I know how that feels as a, as a collector who wants to own it for himself. And, you know, one of Dan's fans shouldn't have to go and pay triple the price later. Let him have a crack at it now. But you know what, if it doesn't sell, by all means, you can come in and buy three, four, five, six or more. But, you know, look, there are legitimate fans who just want to own two packs, three packs. They want they want to keep one sealed. They want to open one. They want to, you know, maybe they want to do a fun little something with the other, put one in a binder, put one in a frame. And that's the other thing. We've got some really cool add-ons, too, that I didn't even talk about. Yeah. Why don't you, why don't you tell us about those? Tell us about the add-ons. So they're, they're, in these Kickstarters, if people aren't familiar, there are the pledge reward levels, but then there are little things that you can buy on top of that. Uh 
and you can select those on your own and however many you want. So we have a couple of, a few of these. Um, one is a frame and we've designed a 20 card frame that's uh, made of uh, PVC. It's like a, a vacuum form PVC and we're going to uh, showcase that in an update soon. But there's a little, a little uh, picture of it, a small picture of it so you get a sense of what it is. But it's custom designed for this set so it fits all 20 cards. Usually when you buy a card frame, it comes in threes, you know, three, six, nine. And uh, this one will fit all 20 cards, and that's $25, and you can order as many of those as you want. You want, you order one pack and want one, that's great. You want Maybe you've got some sketch cards that you want to display from your other collection, and that might be fun to, to pick up. And then there's the autograph collector pack that I told you, where every card is autographed, and it comes in a little black box. You can buy more of those. You can buy another one of those for 50 bucks. Um they're not going to be. They're going to be stamped autograph set, so it's not going to be the same as the wax pack. But they'll be coming in that uh, collector box, and that's fifty dollars. We don't. We don't think that's a huge draw. We don't think those are going to sell like crazy. But we want to give fans a chance to purchase that if that was something they were interested in. And then, uh, you know, there's always leftover cards on a print run like this. There's like, you know, you put together five hundred sets, and you've always got some kind of scrap cards that, you know, on the on the cutting room floor as they say. And we figured we'd make some of those available to fans as autograph cards. And, you know, we'll just send them to Dan. He'll scribble on the surface of it. Uh, we're not going to we're not gonna stamp it as, like, autograph edition or anything. But for uh, $5, you can pick up just a single autograph card if you don't want to shell out the 50 for the full set. You just pick up a single card. You just want his signature on a card. And so those are our three add-ons. We might be adding one or two more as the, as the uh, campaign moves on just because we've discovered a couple of items kind of on the side that maybe we could offer. And uh, we've had some fans asking about certain items, like uh, unfolded wax wrappers. We, you know, someone asked, "Hey, could we buy a? Uh, can I just buy a wax wrapper, unfold it, you know, put it in a frame or something?" So we're thinking about that and seeing seeing how we could produce some of those just to buy flat. That's and uh, so a couple other little items too. That's cool. I, you know, I've never thought of that, but it makes sense because there is there are collectors out there who collect wrappers. You know, oh man, I have my photo album still oh, with all yeah, my wrappers yeah, from yeah. a kid, all whole... flattened out. There's a whole little cottage collector industry, guys who collect those uh, old wax wrappers, particularly for vintage sets, sure. where it's so hard to find. It's so hard to find a sealed pack, let alone one where someone kept the wax wrapper. You know, usually kids used to pick those up, pick those up, they'd rip it open and toss it away and keep the cards. So there are these guys who really collect these wax wrappers, and old ones particularly can, can you know, they can garner some big money. Yes, yes, indeed. All right, man, we're up against it, uh, so we, we're gonna we got to get out of here. But before we do... Please tell our listeners where they can go get up, get behind this set and uh, uh, get themselves a really cool piece of uh, piece of art. Obviously, the uh, obvious place is Kickstarter. Just search "Creeping Flesh," it'll pop right up. But you can also uh, we have a Facebook page for it. If you uh, if you just type in the search bar "Creeping Flesh," the art, uh, Dan Brereton's Monster Girls, it should pop up, and you can follow along and see the progress of the campaign through Facebook. We'll be posting updates there as well as on the campaign. But again, it's called "Creeping Flesh." Dan Brereton's Monster Girls, and that's what you should search for when looking for it on Kickstarter. Awesome, man. That's good stuff. And all right, and also before you go, who's going to win the tournament? Who's your pick? Uh, the Kickstarter tournament, I'm expecting <laughs> us to come out on top. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, hey, Adam, thanks for joining us. Uh, let's, let's do this again, man. Next time you have something like this come up, let me know, and let, let's get you back on the show, okay? Absolutely, man. All right. Great thanks, time. buddy. Take care. This is Beckett Hockey Editor Stephen LaRush, and you're listening to Beckett Radio, home of the Fat Packs. All right, guys, uh, we're back from that quick break, and that was Adam Levine, if you need him, man. Uh, again, not Maroon 5, 
But uh, just as good. Yeah, just as good, man. Just as good. Just as good, man. Just you can't judge a book by its creeping flesh. Yeah, by its creeping <laughs> flesh. Uh, Paul, we have been on a streak of uh, just just artist shows lately. You know, not there's nothing wrong with that. I, I really oh, enjoy no. it actually. Absolutely. Um, but man, it's just been one artist after another on the show. It seems like, and each time they get different and they get better. Yeah, not, like not, not better, not better over the last one, but just like there's some there's some new element to it, right? And uh, this was this was something that uh, our friend Jason Crosby uh, brought to my attention, and I was like, hey, yeah, let's get him on, and I'm glad Adam could join us uh, to talk about some some creeping flesh. Creeping flesh. I first saw it and thought about Elvira. Remember Elvira? I do. I, I was like, this is like Elvira on on steroids. On steroids. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, Good immediate stuff. reaction. I posted out a, a shout out the link on Twitter, and immediate reaction from uh, from a couple of guys. One I knew, uh, uh, his name is Donnie, the Dingo Dad. I knew immediately that he would uh, he would be all over it, and he was as I thought. Okay. Uh, but man, it's really cool stuff. Yeah, check it out. Get yourself a set. Uh, help support that man because they're only the more support we get on this set, the more and more they can be creative, the more and more stuff they can put out. Sure. Sure. Yeah, man. And you know what? We still have over over at my desk actually, we still have a set of uh Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks, Judge Dread Mars Attacks, which was also through a Kickstarter. It was a Kickstarter perk. Okay. And it has the complete set, a sketch, and an autograph in it. It's been given away twice. And no one's and no claimed one's it. claimed it. Are we going for a third time? I, we might be going for a third time. I don't know. I can't believe that no one's claimed it. Yeah. it it's crazy. It's cool stuff. Remember, we opened some of that in-house, right? Yeah, we yeah, did yeah, open, yeah. yeah. I didn't. I wasn't on that, but I saw it. It's it's cool stuff, man. It's uh, it's really cool stuff, and um, I can't believe no one's claimed it again. I, that's crazy. Unreal. Not that I say that. All right. Uh, let's move on to uh, to another another set of, uh, of sorts where – where Creeping Flesh is a limited set, a very limited set, uh, the the Conlon set is not as much. Not, not so much limited. <laughs> not not so much as limited. Uh, yesterday we had the uh, the privilege to sit down with uh, with our good friend David Wright. Uh, not the baseball player. Yeah, this not is the a very ba- confusing <laughs> show for somebody. It really is. <laughs> uh, we sat down with David, who actually I think it was on Tuesday morning. Actually, yes, Tuesday. Tuesday afternoon. Um, we sat down with David, uh, a, re- a regular here on Beckett Radio, breaking down sets for us. He was in the middle of a, uh, a snowstorm, got 10 centimeters, if you remember correctly. I do, on his he skidoo. Was, he was on his skidoo <laughs> and got 10 centimeters of snow. Uh, just breaking down the Conlon ma- mega set. Is it the mega set? Is that what it was called? Sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're talking... Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say anything else. And yeah, we'll let him talk. About yeah, we'll it. we'll let him talk about it. I, I'm sure some of you, uh, some of you smart collectors and some of you more seasoned collectors know what the mega, uh, the Conlon mega set is. And uh, for you novice guys, um, who who don't, who might not be aware, who just seen it and went, oh, that's some junk. I think you're going to learn some things here. Uh, yeah, I learned a lot. Yeah, I learned a lot too. I, I knew nothing really cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's uh, good stuff. Also, want to make mention. I'll I'll tweet this out uh, later on today as well. The, the, there's a website that, that has a lot more information on it than what we're going to cover, and if if this piques your interest, like the '91 Tops did, or you know, the the NFL Pro Line did, I, I you definitely got to go look at this website because um, it has just everything about about it you would want to know. 
All right. For sure. So we're going to be uh, taking a really fast break, and we'll come back on the phone with uh, with an interview recorded on Tuesday with David Wright, a.k.a. Not That David Wright. Not That David Wright. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> This is Shane from Woody Sports Cars here on Beckett Radio. All right, guys, we're back from that quick break and uh, joining us on the phone. Uh, man, I've been waiting for this all month. Yeah, man, it, it, it's so much fun to to go back and talk about sets. It really is. I'm I'm happy that uh, that Mr. Long Fly Ball is here again, which he's going to be here with us every month. Uh, Mr. David Wright on the phone from Chile, frigid. Canada, uh, Canada. Uh, <laughs> how are you doing up there, David? Uh, I'm I'm nice and toasty. I'm excellent. I got my coffee made. The snow's outside, not inside, so I'm not I'm not worried a bit. My dr- my driveway is shoveled. All my work is done. How much snow are you getting? Or have you? Um, actually, where where I live, we're kind of on the outskirts of uh, of where all this bad snow is happening. We probably got about uh, I would say maybe. 10, 10 centimeters of snow, uh, but they were calling for the main part going through was going to be about probably about 15 to 20. Okay, you, you're going to have to remember that the majority of our listening audience is in America, so you're going to have to do get the, the conversion rate for us. What yeah, they have no <laughs> idea what a centimeter is. They think it's like that's a little... What, that's, what Google, that's what Google's for. There you Google's go. All right, we'll leave it to their imagination. <laughs> that's oh. like 100 feet of snow. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot of snow. Put it this way, they would they would call out the national guard in Texas if this much snow. Fell. Oh, jeez, they would. <laughs> now uh, I have to ask you a question about about the snow up there. Uh, down here, down south, when it snows, the first thing to go from the store is all the milk and bread. I don't care if it's going to be a flurry, or if it's going to be you're going to be in the house for a week straight. Does all the milk and bread bread go in Canada, or is it like the maple syrup and all the bourbon or something? No, because it normally snows. Oh, People okay. just get on their skidoos and head to Tim Hortons. <laughs> awesome. Oh, well, there you go. There's Problem nothing, solved. There's nothing wrong with little Tim Hortons in the snow. <laughs> yeah, or a skidoo. <laughs> or a skidoo. I don't even know what that is. I don't either. It's, it's fun to say. <laughs> skidoo. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump on our skidoo and talk about this set that you, that you want to bring up, man. Uh, the last few times has been, has, has been really fun. We had the, uh, the NFL Pro Line. Last yep. month, yep, yep. week before the month before that, we had the uh, ninety-one tops glowbacks. Glowbacks. Uh, now, what do you got for us this time, man? Well, this time, like I said, you know, we kind we kind of teased it out there to people that uh, this set was going to be all about photography, and now, rightly so, collectors of a certain age, younger collectors, when they hear photography. Their immediate thing is they think Stadium Club. They think Stadium Club. And Stadium Club was a product brought out in the 90s and brought back again wonderfully by Tops. that is all photograph-oriented. And it's all about different shots, not the regular shots you'd find on cards. But I'm going a little further back here. I'm talking about photographs that were taken probably around 1904, 1910, all the way to 1941, and it's one of the most extensive collections of photos that exists in Major League Baseball. Um, and it's the collection owned by, well, it was owned by the Sporting News. It was sold off at auction. Um, but it was a collection made by Charles M. Conlon, who started off working for New York Papers 
basically as a copy boy. And photography for him was a hobby. He did landscapes. And so editors would mention to him, and it was the editor of Sporting News mentioned to him that if you could take a picture of mountains and trees and rivers, why can't you take pictures of baseball players and make some money? Ah, and about, you know, 8,000 images later, uh, when you see an old black and white photo from the golden era of baseball, 99 times out of 100, it's a Charles M. Conlon photograph. And I'm not going to get into how he did his photographs, but if you see these things, they're amazing photographs. And from what I understand, the reason why they look like there's such depth to them, they're so sharp, is the type of negative he used. These pictures used to be, most people used to film, like, you know, 35-millimeter film when you take a picture and you get that little reverse negative thing. His negatives were on glass. Oh, wow. Glass, wow. So never heard of that. from what I understand, that's how the depth of these photos, the sharpness of these photos, stuff taken back in 1910, looks like, you know, it was taken with some of the best digital cameras that are available today. So we're going to look at the set. The Conlon Collection has been alive, and the Sporting News Collection, I'm going to call it the Conlon Collection. Some people will know it as the Sporting News Collection. That thing's been alive on cards, on postcards, in some format to consume since about the 80s. I think about 1983, 85, somewhere around there was the first set produced with these images. But as we like to talk about here in the heyday, of cards in the, fa- you know, in my favorite term, in the junk wax era, from 1991, when everybody and their brother had a card, there was a company called Mega Cards that decided they were going to work with Sporting News, and they were going to put out a set honoring all of these photos from Charles M. Conlon. And the initial project for this uh, set, the initial goal, as far as I understand it, was this was going to be a 10-year um, project, over, spanned over 10 years. Every year they're going to release 330 cards, and at the end of that 10 years, we were going to have an over 3,000 card set, 3,300 to be exact, if anyone's good at math out there. <laughs> we are now, so um, we went to Google to check yeah, over yeah, that centimeter. Yeah, they, so won't, have to, that they won't have to Google that one. Yeah. Um, and what, what makes this set even, you know, more favorite or even better is that the cards are continually numbered. So in 1991, with the first 330 cards were released, this is probably the set most people are aware of. This one was released on mass, um, and you know everybody, it was everywhere. If you see these black and white cards, more than likely it's the 1991 set. Could be the 92 set too, but. This is, this is the one everybody knew. In 1992, they did another release, another 330 cards, but they continued the numbers, and that was the plan for the 10 years, was they were going to eventually, these cards would be numbered up to 3,300. Now, can you imagine trying to page and binder this set? Oh, my no. goodness gracious, no. You keep Ultra Pro in hey, business. Ultra Pro would be in business forever. Forever, <laughs> ever, yep. Absolutely. Like, back then, these guys were just, were just laughing. These guys were like, you know, this is... but. In, back in 91, 92, this is how cards were done. This is how sets were done. You churned things out. Now, that being said, some of these cards that go with this set, as with anything in the 90s, 
there's variations and there's tough things to find and you know we'll get we'll get into that in a little bit but i just wanted to talk more about this set was released starting in 1991 92 they did another set 93 they did another 330 card set 1994 1995 now the set stopped in 1995. In 1995, they were going to release it in three different um, in three in three different releases in three different uh, at three different times throughout the year. So the first set was only 110 cards, and that's the last anybody ever heard of Mega Cards Charles M. Conlon set. And can can you guys guess as to why that is the last we heard of that set? Lawsuit. Nope. No. Not a lawsuit. Not a lawsuit. Okay. Paul? What year? What was it again? What year was it again? 19, 1995 was the, was the last time we saw that. Strike? Strike? Yes. Ah, yes. Good job, Paul. It, the, <laughs> yes. So this, and it's just, it's just another, it's, it's another interesting part of the hobby. But yeah, the baseball strike is what killed this set. Now, how did that happen? How did how did the, how did the two intertwine? Because these are players; these are pictures of of, of older players, not in mm-hmm. the league anymore. So, how did the strike kill the set? Um, because when when the strike happened, the interest in baseball, like even if you look at the nineteen ninety five sets that came out um, in from Tops and from all that, because of the strike short in nineteen ninety four season. People were really bitter at this strike. People like fans were angry. Fans turned away from this from from baseball. Attendance numbers were down in 1995, and you know it had gotten so the work stoppage or strike had gotten so so bad that baseball really lost a lot of fans with this, and the card companies suffered. The even uh, the night I think the 1995 top set was a much smaller set. They had to put out a, I believe it was called Cyber Stats. They put out that set of projected stat numbers for the players because there was, there was just nothing they could do from the discontinued season in 1994. That's crazy. And they had can't, yeah. that was the first year they had ever canceled the World Series, too. So fans were, fans were ticked off. You can say pissed. It's okay. <laughs> okay, I can say because fans were pissed. Yeah. I was pissed. Yeah. I and actually, and actually, that's the uh, funny story. Not to get off too uh, too far off topic. Um, 1994 was the first long road trip that a buddy of mine went went on for uh, for baseball. It was an extended trip. We did. Uh, let's see. We started in Chicago. We went to St. Louis, and we wound up in Kansas City. That sounds. And horrible. we were in, we were in Kansas City for a week, and. The talk had been all, you know, all probably spring and throughout the baseball season of a potential, you know, potential strike, potential lockout, potential whatever. And so we finished our trip, and a week later, um, they shut down baseball. Oh wow! Talk about and timing. So yeah, timing. it was uh, it it was it was definitely a stressful trip, but uh, yeah, and I think 1995 was the last year. Um, I watched baseball probably until 2000. Wow. So not only did it kill the Conlon set, it killed the Expos. And yeah, absolutely. It, it killed the love of David Wright's baseball watching until 2000. Man. It did, absolutely, yes. It, Man. It, totally, it totally ruined. Um, and it ruined it for a lot of people. But, um, 
not to get on the high horse of that, let's get back to the set. You know what? So, I hate baseball. Let's get on to something. <laughs> <laughs> what an epic fail. <laughs> yeah, baseball Baseball 94 sucks. Yes. 94 <laughs> baseball can suck it. It's just all done. Yeah, the Cubs should have won that year. <laughs> Actually, that was the Expos year, right, David? I mean, if I remember that correctly, they were the Expos oh, were really yeah, good in 94, right? yeah. They were that, loaded. That, that seems to be that, – that, that strike is what is – what the experts say, and I, I tend to agree with them. But yeah, that's that strike is what is what killed the Expos, killed the Expos getting a new stadium. If they had gone to if they had gone to the playoffs, if they had even gone to the World Series, they would have had a brand new downtown stadium built. That team would have had some life breathed into it. The All Star Game would have been there in '96, and you know it would baseball in Canada would be uh, would be completely different. We may we may have had. Uh, we may have had a couple more runs at the uh, at the Expos owning the uh, World Series trophy, but as it stands, the uh, '92 and '93 Blue Jays are the only two, only Canadian team to ever win the World Series. Paul, Paul's looking at me with, with a uh, with a look of, of discontent, and he doesn't care because he got the Nationals out of that. So. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm from. So, so yeah, he's, Paul. Yeah, and we're not we're not even going to start on the Nationals bringing out this throwback jersey wearing expos (laughs) you've got an entire country up here that hates every time that happens as they should all right let's get let's get back to the to the conlin cards um massive set you call the mega set right uh over over four or five years give us the ins and outs man okay so in the in the first in the first year like i said we mentioned uh variations throughout every release there are variations in this now the first year, the variations were the different printings. So you can find a release, and this is, this is one of the ones, this is the very, these are the tough ones to find, are the first printing of the 1991 set. The first 67 cards were all that had been found so far. And the, the Hall of Fame banner on these cards are different from subsequent printings. So the first, the first set, the first 67 cards, if you can find a card that says completely Hall of Fame in the upper right corner, that's the first printing, and those are kind of hard to find. They're not sure whether those were distributed as prototypes, whether those were just given out as preview cards to hobby shop owners to get them excited about the set, but that's a variation that can be found. Okay. The second printing variation that can be found, and I have, I have a bunch of these that... Uh, I found already, and I know I have some boxes of this stuff somewhere that I have yet to go through. Um, they're all missing the MLB logo on the back of the card. Oh, wow. And so this, um, people have found cards missing the logos from 1 to 3.30, so it's assumed that cards 1 to 3.30 exist with and without MLB logos for those that collect variations and for those that collect error cards there you go this is this is also um you know a version you can collect now we mentioned the first 67 cards in the first printing said hall of fame what they did in the second printing is they shortened it to the letters hof but then they included their induction year that they went into the hall of fame oh okay i'd much rather have that anyway so if you see a card that says hof with an induction year turn it over and there's no mlb logo that's your second printing those are a little easier to find than the first printing, but they're still rare than the big run, the third printing, which has the MLB logos and has the uh, Hall of Fame plus induction on them. Okay. All right. So that's a lot to look for just off the jump because that's 
330 cards in the first set. That's right. Yeah. How, now, how does the where does the second set come in? The second release. So the sec, second set starts at cards three thirty one. Once again, just has more more of the photos. But this year and the the first year too, the third printing and the second, these were always available in um, in factory sets. Okay. All right. All right. Um, so you could get those in factory sets. But what they did in nineteen ninety two as, of course, they would do in, you know, anywhere else. Um, in the factory sets, they had preview cards for the following year's set. Okay. So, so you can find gold border cards of the 1993 set that were available in these factory sets. So there's, you know, another, another small piece. But also in 1992 in the factory sets, they added autographs. Oh, wow, well, I didn't so realize there could, was autographs in this. So you could get autograph cards from... Uh, let's see, Johnny Vandermeer, Bob Feller, Johnny Mize, Ina Slaughter, um, and I think there was, there was two or three other guys that you could get. Okay. Problem, problem with these, um, and this is, the, you know, the issue nobody thought of back then in 1992, these autographs weren't certified. Oh, of they course were just not. Base, they were just base cards that the players had grabbed and autographed. Holy smokes. And uh, surprise, surprise, I think I have a Bob Feller around here, as I think everyone in the country does. Probably. If you, look in a, if you look in a heating duct in a drawer in your house, you probably have a Bob Feller autograph somewhere. The guy signed everything. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. The guy signed everything. So, yes, every, everybody somewhere has a Bob Feller autograph. They just haven't found it yet. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to go look for mine today. I, know, I bet we have one. In the in the vault back there, I bet we have seven somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> so there you go. Everybody's got a Bob Feller. So ninety ninety three, they did the exact same thing. They did the three hundred thirty card set. Um, they also had this time some color uh, photos. They did some computer enhanced color photos. Don't ask me why. Maybe Ted Turner had something to do with this set. But yeah, they had the, they put color photos in this. And this went from 661 to 990. And the added addition this year in 93 was you could also buy this. Um, the factory set came now in a special kind of tin box. So it was no longer just your regular factory set paper box. It was a, uh, it was a nice decorative little tin box. And you could also order from the company uncut sheets. So okay. there's potentially uncut sheets of the third Charles Conlon release from Mega Cards out there in uncut sheets. Okay. All right. So if you really just want some junk wax on an uncut sheet, just I mean, I, you can still buy junk wax and uncut sheets everywhere, can't you? I would think so. Yeah, absolutely. No. So sure why, not, why not Conlon? Exactly. Why not? Conlon? <laughs> why not? Exactly. It would look good framed. It would, okay. yeah. yeah the black with the black and a nice white mat or something. I yeah. feel like that's what everybody says. Yeah. Like, it's going to look great framed, and then they figure out how much framing it will cost, and they're like, you know what? I'm just going to take this Bob Feller autograph and put it in my heating duct. Absolutely, yeah. Trade it in for a Bob Feller autograph. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's crazy. Awesome. Okay. Now, uh, when, when, when you get to 1994, once again, 330-card set, but this time, once the variations, they're, they're just loving the variations now. So you could, you could get your regular 330-card black-and-white photo set, Continued number, I think um, you could probably you probably could have bought that at the time for you know probably twenty bucks, thirty bucks. 
But they also put out another parallel set, if you will, um, of burgundy cards. So they would have a burgundy border on them. This uh, production run back then in 1994 was considered much smaller. I believe it was about uh, 10,000 sets produced. Um, but what's interesting is it wasn't till 1994. So we're talking what? We're, th- we're, f- we're three years into this set, yeah. right? Yep. yep. And now they finally produce a card of Charles Conlon's most famous photograph. If you have seen the picture of Ty Cobb sliding into third base, spikes high. Sure. Okay. Um, that is Charles Conlon's mm-hmm. most fam- famous photograph. That was taken back in 1910, and that photo has the distinction of being considered by many to be the very first action shot taken for a baseball game. Prior to then, everything was posed. All right. Makes sense. Yeah, all right. So So that's considered to be the very first action shot ever taken at a baseball game. Just kind of an interesting little tidbit to know. Oddly enough... Ty Cobb. No one liked Ty Cobb, so <laughs> there we go. Well, I like I like Ty Cobb. You like Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb, <laughs> Ty Cobb owned uh, half of Coca Cola when he died. So did you know that? Did you know that, David? Um, I had heard I had heard something. I did not know it was Coca Cola, but I had heard he had he had owned like you know some major company, but I did not know it was Coca Cola. Yeah, no. he, he owned half of Coca Cola when he died, and that's where all that's where the Ty Cobb estate got all of its uh, money from. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, there you go. Oh, well, there you go. Because well, <laughs> because I, I'm sh- I'm sure Ty probably drank it away. Yeah, um, he had to put the bourbon in it, or gambled <laughs> it away, or did whatever the players back then did away with their money. I'm pretty sure people that knew him back then may be able to uh, you know to confirm uh, that with you, but he was let's put let's leave it at he was not a very kind human being. Well, that's what they said in uh, Field of Dreams. No one liked Ty Cobb. They they, they, want, they didn't want right. to come to his Ray Liotta. And why why would Field of Dreams lie? Exactly. That is a good wholesome <laughs> movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. If you build it, they will come. Yes. Right. That's, so uh, that's we, the thing we, we the mentioned, mentioned the Burgundy set and this. Those were actually, like, you got one per pack in those. Okay. All right. So those were those were an insert uh, insert set in there. And then we get to 1995 where they were, you know, they started, everybody was doing series cards now. So they thought, yay, we'll do, you know, we'll do three series. We'll keep it going throughout the years. But like we said, um, this set died thanks to the strike. And for for this set, for the uh, for the Conlon set, the 1995 Series One 110 card set for just the general black and white photo cards was that was the lowest production run. And from the numbers I could find, people seemed to think that it was under fifty thousand. Okay, under fifty thousand. Okay, which in '95 so was actually pretty low. Right, so con- considering the Burgundy set from the previous year was a print run of 10,000, this was the regular set, and it was a production of 50,000. So it was cut quite huge from, I'm sure, printed being in the millions from 91, 92, and 93 and all that stuff. That's crazy. That's absolutely so, crazy. Given yeah. the time period, given the time period, it's, it's crazy. Wow. So, what yeah, you, so you uh, know, like it's... When when you when you like you said you're still finding this stuff in repacks you can find it in cello packs 
You could find these boxes on the floor when you go to card shows or the national. You can find these boxes for ten bucks. But you know, for my once again, for my money, if I'm if I'm going to go and spend what you know, hundred, I think it's around a hundred bucks now. Maybe maybe seventy five, seventy bucks for for a box of cards that uh, that just came out this year. Um, if 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 I'm you know, going to spend my smart money. Why wouldn't I drop ten bucks on a, on a on a box of this stuff? Exactly. And you know, just try and put this set together. And it's got some interesting variations to it. It's got some neat chase elements to it. Um, and you know, there's there's so much history and there's so much story. And that's the thing on the back of these cards. There's there's a biographical write up on these guys. There's stats. There's there's everything that should be on. The backs of cards, if you want to know how the back of a card should be done, probably look at the back of these Conlon cards, and that's how card backs should be done. Not how they're done, but it's probably how they should be done. I agree with that. I remember the back of those cards. Yeah. They're really too. nice. And I was actually just sitting here looking up the uh, the 95 set, and it, it still carries some value. Yeah. Paul, Paul showed me a little something. What do you, what do you yeah. got for me over there, man? I was looking. They, you know, it's about 100, 125 um, for a set for those 110 cards. So wow. Yeah. They uh they definitely hold a value. It looked like they came in some kind of special pack that had a Babe Ruth card in it, and a couple other promo yeah, there was, cards. Uh, yeah, actually, thanks for reminding me about that. Yeah, there was uh, because that was a hundredth anniversary of Babe Ruth. Okay. Um, so they did do a special card in conjunction with probably Tops because they would have had uh, they would have had the rights to the uh, they would have had to deal with the estate. But yeah, there was uh, there was special cards done. And I think there's even there's even uh, different versions of those. There's a color version of the uh, Ruth card, and then I think your your standard, uh, you know, old style uh, sepia toned uh, photo. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's definitely. I'm looking here, and it's definitely got a couple different versions of it. So that um, that's pretty cool. That's pretty neat that that actually, you know, because sometimes we talk about this junk wax stuff, and usually it's worth five, ten dollars, whatever. It's kind of neat to see this one actually carry a little bit of value. So. Sure. Uh, yeah, and that's you know when when you look back at at the junk wax era, there's there's stuff that that has held its value that carries its value, and because you know it's it is it's rare, it's harder to find, and you know people are people are looking looking for that stuff. People want you know want to fill in those parts of the collection that you know back back when you were a kid and you didn't have a full-time job you didn't have the money to spend on this stuff now you can go back and build that stuff and collect that stuff at a rather minimal cost and you know you you could end up if if such is the case you could end up with every set from 1990 to 1995 if, if you wanted to chase it down and put it together oh, and for it's sure. really not going to be that expensive not at all not at all Every, right. Everything comes back around full circle. It does, and every time we every time we talk to to this man, I always have some other thing I want to go collect now. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> we gotta stop this segment. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting expensive. That's okay. Well, you know what? If 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 uh, <laughs> if I make it down to the national this year, we'll go. And we'll, we'll find a few boxes of stuff and we'll and we'll break it up. Oh, that's gonna that's gonna happen. <laughs> that's happening. That's happening. <laughs> there you go. All right, man. Uh, and we we can all we can all go get another. We can all find our own Bob Feller autograph. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I bet there's plenty in Chicago to find too. There's just yeah, like there's all around. Bob I, bet I bet you there's plenty everywhere to find. I that's think good. I I think I used a Bob Feller to to use the bathroom last night. Just you got, <laughs> you got that Bob Feller. You take paper. one with us to the restaurant we go to. Yeah. To fix the table. <laughs> put it right there to fix the table. That's crazy. 
Hey, man, uh, we're up against it. We got to get out of here. Um, so we're going to bid you adieu this month. But uh, looking forward to have you back on next month. Can you give us a preview for next month? A little teaser? Uh, a little teaser next month. Let's see. What are we going to do? Um, you know what? May- maybe it, it might still be cold enough here. But I think maybe next month, you know, we'll be winding down the NHL. Maybe we're going to look at a hockey set. Ooh. Thank you. Finally. I've had you on for three months now, and you're <laughs> finally going to give me a hockey set. The, oh. the yeah, guy in Canada's going to hockey set. We might look at a hockey set. We'll try and, we'll try and think of something that's, uh, you know, still, still worthy of chasing that, uh, you know, can be had for uh, pretty easy money. 91 Pro Set, guys. Come on back. There you go. Get your Stanley Cup <laughs> hologram, right? All right, uh, David, thanks for joining us this uh, this month, and uh, we'll talk again soon, okay? All right, guys, take care. All you right, too, buddy. sir. This is Craig with LegendLockers.com, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. All right, guys, we're back from that quick break. Uh, after sitting down with uh, Mr. David Wright talking about the Conlon set, uh, very interesting stuff, a lot of stuff going on there. Again, Go check that website out and uh, just dig into it. Find out all you want about it because I'm telling you, there's a lot of stuff there that he didn't get to go over because we had time constraints. Right. But uh, it was it was really cool of him to break that down for us. I'm excited for next month as we get to finally break down a hockey set. Somebody's going to talk a little bit of hockey with me, and I'm happy about that. Uh, yeah. 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 What, what do you think about it? I loved it, man. I I think someone now should take on the project of doing and finishing it. And finishing? Yeah. I mean, they, he said he got to about 1,400 and some odd cards. Sure. And the plan was 3,300. Yeah. So let, let's finish it. Somebody out there, finish it. I think Tops could probably finish yeah. it. You know, easily. Yeah, easily. Easily. Tops could You know, get, the, get, get some kind of, uh, yeah, some kind of partnership up with the pictures and the state or whatever it is that they need to and, and, and finish it. Why not? I bet there's a, I bet there's to be enough following out there if they put it out there. If if someone finished it though, like if they did it now, I would want it to be just what it was in the nineties. Oh yeah, yeah, no high you know, tech transcendent. Yeah, like, I don't need all that it. stuff no. with it. You know, I just need no. I just need it to be completed. Right. And uh, just the way it is, and finish the run like they were going to. Right now, of course, they did start the color schemes in there. So sure. imagine if if a Tops or Panini or somebody else who ever took it on. I'm sure there would be some some parallels or some kind of color scheme to it as well. Yeah, they're moving, moving forward. But. I think I I think it would have to be tops because you would want you would want the logos on those right. on those yeah. old, you know that's true. Um, but the color schemes would definitely come into play like, probably. Yeah, like you would probably get you know you your base set and then you know you would probably have a refractor set. And, yeah, and, and, Hannes you know, Wagner yeah, one of one. Yeah, exactly. All that kind of stuff. I think that's a pretty cool idea. You should pitch that to somebody over at Tops and uh, I see, think I am. See I what you I can am. do. I'm gonna throw my curve. I think there'll be a. Uh, <laughs> oh, Paul! Got him, folks! Oh, got him! I, I'm here I, I do, all week. <laughs> I do believe they'll be at the industry summit, so somebody there, like Suze, yeah, you, know, you can you can talk right. to Suze and, and maybe pitch it to her, or you know, uh, who else is over there? I'm, you know, what their response is going to be, "What is that? Yeah, what, yeah, what is that? <laughs> what is that? I think you know, Susan, she is a very knowledgeable collector, so I, I she, she would know what it was. Um, I'm, I'm, I've never met her either, but I'm okay. looking forward to meeting her. I'm just, let's go Vegas right now. Chris, Chris Velcro, uh, Varelco, not Chris Velcro. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> that's, that's wrong of me. Uh, is it Varelco, Varelco? Chris, Chris over at Tops. There you go. He's over there. He's going to be there too. So uh, Awesome, man. Man, it's, it's going to be a fun time in Vegas. Speaking of fun times, 
Uh, let's talk about the fantasy basketball league that is no longer with the fat packs in it. We're in the consolation game right now, just getting our butts kicked. So close. But so, not, but so, not really. so close, but not really. Um, let's let's just break down where it's at right now. Okay, break so it down. So we're in the winners bracket. Uh, blow no corn. The blow no corn belters went in at fifteen and four, and the number one overall seed. All right, all right. Go corn belters. Uh, they are in a tight game with Reheat Six, Ooh. Mr. Steve Dalton. I'm I'm talking. That's a tough draw right there. And that is a that's a tough draw. I'm talking the tightest. This is the closest margin that we've had all season. Wow. 650. Okay. The Corn Belters are up right now, 650 to 649.5. Ew, what? <laughs> that wow. is a close, close game. Wow. Uh, we got all week to, to finish that out. And, uh, man, he is he's just. Might be a photo finish right that there. That might be a photo finish. I, I'm, you know what? I'm pulling for Steve. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm pulling for Steve in this one. I just want to see him pull through on this. Because or we'll just go tell him not start his lineup, Mike. Yeah. Whichever way you want us to do that. Yeah, <laughs> way. Yeah, whichever way you want to throw fifty dollars at, it's fine with me. Uh, <laughs> all right, and then the uh, the two three game, not so close. Uh, Jamie Taylor is putting it on Zach May. What's up, Zach? Uh, Christmas Gremlins all over. Hungry for points. Eight twelve to six thirty five. That's not even for some reason. Hungry for points. Top score is Rajon Rondo. Whoa, that's bad. That's weird. That you just retire. Yeah, that's weird. Move on. Go play in Europe. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> we are in the constellation game, as I said. Um, probably, probably, probably doing what we did to earn our way to the yeah, constellation game. Exactly. Um, Seven eighty one. The Santa Rosa Baby Chickens are whipping our tail ends. Seven eighty one to five fifty four. Close game over uh, with Team Nashville and, and KCT one. 670 to 653. All right, all right. All uh, right. Boom Shakalaka is on top of the Fighting Tacos, 505 to 492. Uh, again, close there. And, and who's beating Team Strobel? Team Strobel is winning. What? Beating Thunder Humper. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> 541 to 488. Uh, just a all-around debacle. 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 Uh, that'll lead us into our next little mention. Uh you guys have been talking about fantasy baseball, asking about fantasy baseball. We told you last week it would be up tomorrow. It will indeed be up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I've had several different emails asking me, hey, did I miss it? No, you didn't miss it. Uh, it'll be up tomorrow. I wanted to wait until the tournament started so the brackets could get locked in. Yep, get all and that done. I don't have to worry about I can I can, un, I can unpin that post and you know just uh, go from there. Um, we are going to be starting that up. Two different leagues, Paul's league, Eric's league. Um, we gotta, we got we to gotta be, you know, into this, I am. I'm gotta ready be into to this. Kick your tail. Okay, I, I am. I, you know what? You, From you probably here back will. to Seattle and, and across to wherever. You else. probably will. I've been wearing a Phillies hat lately. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's been rocking this Phillies hat. Man. I, I don't been. know what that's about. Uh, I have no affiliation with, with Philly at all. He but, just uh, likes the P. I guess I, I like the hat. I've always liked the hat, the design. Uh, <laughs> Paul, you better watch it, man. I, <laughs> I didn't say nothing. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I just like the hat. So. If you know, maybe you can kick my butt back to Philly. I want to visit Philly, Motown so, Philly, uh, Motown Philly. Back again. Okay, all, all right. right. There we go. Boys to men. Is Sorry, man. I'm hungry. I'm thinking cheesesteak. Hun- I'm all. hungry too. <laughs> you it's start almost- talking about Philly cheesesteak. It all came together. Boys to men is uh, definitely they're they're going to be in concert while we're in Las Vegas. Man, that'd be awesome. I'm just like, do I really? Are they want- at the end of the road? <laughs> oh, oh. See, Paul, all day long. <laughs> 
It's the four seasons of loneliness here. I just. <laughs> oh, man. I'm like, do I want to go see Boys to Men while I'm in Vegas? Or do I want to go see Britney Spears? I thought uh, we were going to see Pete Rose. Uh, oh, man, we, we should definitely work that out. Uh, he is. Pete Rose signs autographs every day. He probably knows where we could, what casino to go to, right? <laughs> I don't know if he has any money to spend. Oh, to Good spend call. in them. Uh, him Good and call. Lenny Dykstra just broke. Broke as a joke. <laughs> just broke. Lenny Dykstra, poor, poor, poor Lenny. All right, man. Uh, we got a couple of things to talk about. Let's. T- we mentioned the brackets. Let's talk about that. I hope you guys got entered into both of our contests. We have one on Instagram that you had to pick the total points for Kansas. How many? How oh, many? Duke. No, we got that's oh, we that's got, the Twitter. Oh, oh, okay. Instagram was total points for Kansas. Um, there is a uh, a Markeith Morris autograph there to be given away from Inqui- Exquisite Collection. All right, all right. Uh, Duke was on Twitter, and gotcha. that was the National Treasures Brandon Egram Duke RPA. Boom. Uh, so you had to pick the total points scored by Duke in the tournament for that. Now, let me tell you something. Like I said in the tweet, this is not the price is right. I need the exact total. I don't I don't need five over, one under. I don't need all that. I need you to be exact. And um, if, there, if there so happens to be a tie, we will put those people in a random. But uh, – I need the exact number. Exact number. Because that's a nice card. I'm not just going to give that. I'm telling you, man. My number is like 59. <laughs> yes. Yeah, see. I hate dude. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. One and out. Guys, I want you to be paying attention during during the industry summit uh, because there's going to be a watch party. And I've, I've heard rumor that Christian Leitner is going to be around for this thing. And um, I don't know Go that for Troy. sure. I don't, I don't know that for sure. But I want you guys – Pay close attention if it is if it's true. If Leitner's there in 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 Vegas, and Paul gets close to Leitner in his Maryland hat, <laughs> see what happens. I just want you all to see Paul get punched in the face. <laughs> no, look, look. When I was twenty, I'll tell a story. Okay. When I was twenty, I was driving down to the Raleigh State Fairgrounds to do a show, and the night that I, the the night before I left in the morning. Duke was number number two, number three in the nation. Maryland was – I don't even know if Maryland was ranked at the time. Maryland went out and whooped them, all right, just whooped them, beat them good. So my dumb butt decides to get in my car, drive and take a detour, drive to Duke's campus. I have my Maryland sweatshirt on. I get out, and I literally run for like a half mile through the campus yelling, go Terps. I got so many dirty looks, I really thought someone was going to shoot me. <laughs> Got back in the car and sped off the campus. Do you know how many possible. concealed weapons permits are on on the Duke campus? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, luckily, I, I didn't find any of them. Now that was that was a while ago. I'm, you know, that was that was a few years ago. That was a few years ago. But uh, all right, since we're talking about rednecks, um, we got to talk about something that happened last weekend. That boom shakalaka. It was um, man. I I think rednecks should have to open hockey cards <laughs> every day. Man, I, I don't know. I mean, we, we talk about a few breakers on the show. Monster breaks. Yeah. Um, good guys, Curtis and Kyle, or Kyle, Kyle and Curtis. I guess Kyle's the, the, the brains behind it, and Curtis helps them out with that. Um, they do a great job breaking. They're very entertaining. But there is nothing funnier than my man Curtis from Alabama opening the cup the ho- from, the ho- from Upper Deck and pulling a $15,000 Connor McDavid rookie auto second first box first second box, card in second card in of a three three box break and 
his reaction is one we cannot talk about on the air. Yeah, we can't repeat that. <laughs> but hilarious. Man. Just it, hilarious. It was absolutely one of the funniest things I have watched card-wise in at least a year, maybe not, if not two. Right. It was hilarious. It, it was, was absolutely hilarious. hilarious. And 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 the, and the cool thing is, and and Curtis wouldn't mind me saying this. I mean, Carlos. I mean, Cur- Carlos. Curtis is a uh, he's a card geek. Like he loves yeah, cards. Yeah, like, yeah, he yeah. genuinely loves cards, and he understands what that card is. Sure. The value of it, how cool it is, and wh- and whatnot about it. And he really just freaked out, and it was rightfully so. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah, have freaked yeah. out too. He was shaking. He was man. So I and I don't. <laughs> I don't know that I, I'm, I'm thinking about the video and I'm, I'm seeing the comments in my head. I don't know who the person was, but I'm guessing I think his name started with a K and it might have been Casey. I don't know. But uh, he didn't he didn't he was either like in the random or whatever. He was close. He was close to the Oilers or no, it was it was a pick your team, wasn't it? No, it was a random. It was a random. It was okay. a random so yeah. he was he was close to the Oilers or something. Mm-hmm. Um. All he kept saying was "f my life, f my <laughs> life." <laughs> That's funny. Just and he wasn't saying the he wasn't saying the curse word. He was literally "f my life." <laughs> That's crazy. It was hilarious. To, yeah. Oh man, I guess I would have been like that too, though. But I want to give <laughs> I want to give a big shout out to Monster Breaks. That was hilarious. It's good Absolutely stuff, man. Hilarious. And they, they're pulling some fire, man. They yeah. uh, they followed that up a couple days later with a Vlad Junior. Uh, auto from Bowman uh, at number to five, the red one. Sure, yeah. Um, boom, banging card. Yeah. So they are on fire. Uh, they do a good job. And uh, check them out, Monster Breaks on Facebook. And, um, you know, get yourself some a uh, little bit of twang down in Alabama. A little bit of twang pulling yep. your cards for you. It's, there you go. It's funny. Uh, watching Rednecks open cards, is, it's, <laughs> it's funny. I just, I just absolutely love it. Um, what else we want to talk about here, man? Because uh, we, we got a few different things, we got a few different ways. We got we a few could different go. ways to go. We got to talk about that lady and and her. Uh, yeah, I just want to mention that I, I, you didn't. I brought that up, man. That's this is crazy. This lady named Kathy Bird. Uh, she's a real estate agent out in California, and if you haven't seen her on on the news lately, you might not follow the circles that this is uh, hovering around in. But it's been on things like Coast to Coast, which is a with, with Greg Nori or George Nori. I'm sorry. That's a Coast to Coast is a show that I've listened to a little off and on, you know, because it's it deals with the paranormal and stuff like that, and it's it's kind of a cool cool show. The Huffington Post, the Christian Post, uh, the Ticket here in Dallas Fort Worth, Spirit and Destiny Magazine, Psych News Magazine, uh, Kirkish Reviews, and Eight Hundred Five Living. Um, I don't I don't know how to bring this up. Uh, you just got to bring it up, man. I mean, it, it because. I, I guess I just want your guys' reaction on it. She says her son is the reincarnation of Lou Gehrig. Like, he has memories of Lou Gehrig that he shouldn't, he really rightfully shouldn't have. He's like, you know, four or five years old, you know? That's, yeah, it's crazy. But he has, like, vivid memories of stuff Lou Gehrig did. How does he, I mean, I don't know. They There's a lot of controversy going on around this. Clearly. I mean, clearly there should yeah, be. Because it's something that that's, so out of the realm of normal, right? Uh, right. Obviously, there's going to be some, but um, yeah. It's just, it's, I don't it's know if it's a plug for five minutes of fame, or maybe there's you know something going on there. Yeah. And the the little boy, um, you know he he's a cute kid. You know I, right. I you know I, I he seems he seems you know coherent and 
cognizant and everything right. like that. So, <laughs> right. I'm just man. I don't. I don't know. It, it's weird. Uh, if you guys have seen that story, tell us what you think about it on, on Twitter. Uh, bring it up. But can he play T-ball? Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> man, he's throwing out pitches at Dodgers games and all kinds of stuff. Oh, he, wow. He's just all over the place. Well, there you uh, go. A little crazy. A little crazy. Uh, speaking of baseball, let's talk again about uh, one of one of other, one of of the show's favorites because every time we bring him up, it's not too often, but we do bring him up from time to time. Mr. Manny Ramirez got a new contract for, for a Japanese league team. Um, dude. I'd be all over this, okay? <laughs> if I was Manny Ramirez, I would take this in a heartbeat. Ramirez will have use of a Mercedes-Benz and driver whenever he needs it. Oh, wow. That's a nice perk. Practices are optional. Oh, man. He'll get a hotel suite on the road whenever he goes over the road. They're getting a hotel suite. And he will. And this is the kicker for me. Okay. I don't know if you're down for this. Okay. But I know you like seafood. Oh, uh, heck yeah. Uh he will receive unlimited sushi for the entire season. Wow. I don't really do sushi, but uh-huh. I know a lot of people do. Uh, dude, so I, that's like a big deal. Sign me up for the – this is the Kochi Island Fighting Dogs of the Japanese Independent Suku Island League back. Now, what's his actual What's his actual salary? Does it matter? You're getting all the freaking sushi you want. I'm just curious. Like, did they take away from his salary to give him all this stuff? I don't, I don't know. This is crazy. This doesn't talk about dollars. Doesn't talk about dollars. This is the about perks. Yeah. Well, that's cool. number number ninety nine jersey. The forty four year old Ramirez will be will have several awesome perks. Yeah, that unlimited sushi is. I'm all over that. <laughs> While you're sitting in your suite. Yeah, calling your driver to come pick yes. you up to go get more sushi. Yes, I will I go get you, man. Because like I love, I didn't, I didn't discover sushi until I moved to Texas, okay. which is weird. That, well, yeah, we won't even go there. It's really, kind of, really weird, right? Strange. Like I didn't, yeah. I just, I never took the step. Right. But to be able to get unlimited sushi in the home of sushi, like where sushi was created, <laughs> I'd be all over that, man. Got to be good. It's got to be good. That's a very fat pack thing to say, but but you know what? I'm taking it. Um, what else? You got your bracket in front of you? I do, man. Did you uh we could talk about winners? Um who'd you pick? I I have several different brackets. Okay. But I filled one out for for the for our guys for the for the Beckett Radio challenge and I believe I picked Kansas in that. Okay. Uh Rock Chalk Jayhawk. What's up, Marlon? How you doing, buddy? Um I, I hope you guys all got in, got involved with that. I, I I left it up for about a week. So I, I know that there's over fifty participants okay cool so that, right. that's down uh did you fill one out i don't know if you did i did i did not fill one out for the for the for the, for the contest okay no. well you got eight minutes to go eight to minutes. Uh, i might not make that <laughs> okay happen. all right but, so but, I, I did fill a couple out for the in office all right and uh, i always go with one with the hometown team okay so i have maryland winning which okay. is just silly but um got them winning it all um you know, whatever. That's just kind of my homer one. Our b- bracket's going to be destroyed by lunchtime, okay? Probably. So. <laughs> probably. Um, but, no, I, I went out on a limb because the way I, I approach the brackets is most people are going to pick your Kentuckys and your Kansases and your Dukes. I got Gonzaga winning. You know why? Because oh. I'm probably the only person that has Gonzaga winning, and if they win, then I win. That's – I mean, you know what? They, they've never made it past the Sweet 16. Is that right? Elite hey, 8? Hey, let's, not, let's not hate. I'm not hating. I Gonzaga's a Washington school. I dig him a lot. Mark Fuhrer is a is a great coach, and uh, he he does good things out there in Pullman, Spokane. Where it was Spokane, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, just man, Listen, Gonzaga man. to to the winning it all. Huh? I think so. I mean, they really got a decent draw. I mean, they got Arizona, 
will and, kill them. Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. I think they can take Arizona. And uh, I was looking for the uh, – and Florida State probably won't even make it past the game that they're playing this today. So, you know, it's the third seed. So I really think they got a shot to come out of there. That's and, cool. Uh, once they get to the Final Four, anything can happen, man. Anything can happen. Um, I, I don't know if you saw this or not, but Fox Sports News put out a bracket of the most famous alumni from each of these schools. Okay. Okay. Um, some of them are just, you know, their heart. Like Notre Dame was was Regis Philbin, you know. That's okay. That's crazy. Uh, there was one of one of debate okay. that I think should probably be talked about. Michigan. Who would you think? Who would you say Michigan? For Michigan? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess you go Weber or. Well, it's Tom Brady. That's what they said. Oh, they went that. Okay. So okay. It's anybody. It's not yeah. Just any, no, okay, anybody. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Which is right. I. Tom Brady right now is probably the most well-known athlete in the world, right? The world. I, mean, I, mean, yeah. I mean, outside of soccer guys, right? Right. Completely negated the fact that Gerald Ford, the president of the United States, <laughs> went to Michigan. That's and not only was he the president, he was an all-American athlete at Michigan. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Gerald Ford. So what does that mean for 2020? I don't know. Tom Brady for president. Tom Brady for president. <laughs> it might happen. What? He can retire. He'll play up until 2019, retire, and then go to the White House. Duke had uh, Richard Nixon. <laughs> okay. Um, who who else? Uh, Wisconsin, I believe, was Dick Cheney. Okay. Uh, That's a good shot. Florida. <laughs> Florida was uh, da, 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 uh, Burt Reynolds. All right. Burt Reynolds All from right. Florida. So I was looking at it, and like my school's not in it. I went to GCU. They're not in this tournament. I don't. I don't know who the most famous alumni from GCU would be. It's probably a baseball player. That makes because sense. We we had we have a good baseball team. Um, but what about you? Didn't you didn't go to Maryland? I did not go to Maryland. But what, no. I mean, I guess yours would probably be an athlete, though, right? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, Maryland. Man, when you talk about Maryland, most people just talk about you know how crab cakes. You know, well, crab cakes and <laughs> Under Armour. You right. Know. Oh yeah. The, yeah. the dude that created uh, Under Armour. You know, that's yes. like that's like a big deal. So, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, we had some good athletes for sure. I don't know if we had any, you know, political figures like big guys like that. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. That's a. It was interesting. You guys, go check that out. that out. It's on. It's on Fox Sports News. Go check it out. Uh, it's an interesting little uh, put together. Okay, man. We got to get out of here because uh, it's it's the lunching hour. Yeah, that's yeah, we, got, we gotta go. <laughs> we I'm, gotta go. I'm hungry, man. You're hungry, and the, and the game start. You said like yeah, the four game minutes. start here yeah, in like four minutes. Um, before we do get out of here, I'm gonna give a shout out to Lot Lords. You're giving a shout out to Lot What's Lords. What's up, Lot Lords? <laughs> Everybody loves Lot Lords. Everybody now. loves Lot Lords now. Uh, hope you guys are doing well. Lot just lotting it up. Yep. You're just lording it up. I don't know. Well, and they eat their green beans. That's, yeah, that's the amazing really, part about these guys. They love Not some green beans. Not many guys sit around and, and talk about and eat green beans. So. They, they love some green beans. They do. Yeah. They do. It's good stuff, man. <sighs> anyway, it's yeah. enough of that. Enough of that. Uh, enough of that. Okay. We got to get out of here. And before we do, I just want to say uh, good luck to everybody in the tournament. For sure. Uh, remember, we have that... Um, one year subscription of the magazine of your choice. Yes. On the line, and we got some other perks. Yeah, we'll we got some perks. We'll throw some stuff. We'll, we'll in throw there. some stuff. No, we're there. not throwing sushi or yeah. cars or drivers or anything like that. But we got we got some other perks. Yeah, I'm, I want to win some sushi. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That'd be great. All right, guys, uh, that's it for this week. You guys hang tight until next week, and until then, just keep listening. Cue the Drake.